thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Hey, everybody. We're back. Hi. Yes, all four of us. I know. This is a big deal now, nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) We've been so busy with post-COVID travel and everything. We're all running around it's 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 great life is life is back to full speed which is both nice and not nice at the same time <laughs> Tanya, why don't you tell us where you went and a little about the bts memorabilia you got to see on your trip yeah oh that was yeah i'll try to keep it quick we went i was in london i go usually every summer to visit my family because a big chunk of my family lives there and there was a big exhibit going on for almost the past year um, at the Victorian Albert Museum, which they do a lot of exhibits about culture and uh, from all over the world and art and design and things like that. So they had an exhibit on how the how you wave and included some history and music and design and all kinds of interesting stuff. But the big piece de resistance was that Nam June's outfit from Deng was there, the blue modern handbook. And I might I mean, I wish we could have had an open flame because I really needed to light candles to it and burn incense and, you know, make aspirations and things like that. But I just basically had to settle on just embarrassing my family with weird noises instead. (laughs) But that was quite a sight. That was quite a sight. I have lots of close-up pictures. (laughs) Someone in the DMs was like, is she okay? And I was like, no. (laughs) No. Not even a little, and no, neither it, are we, because now we're like one degree of separation right. from like the actual outfit. So, right, no one's okay. <laughs> like, despite the glass, you could walk right up to it. You could be a foot away from it, and it was a religious experience. Yeah, yeah, you were like, you could feel the glow. You could feel the little, yeah, the magic sparkles coming off of it. Was anyone else there, like in the moment, or was it? Were you the only army that was like there basking? There was another person there who seemed like really shy about it. It was towards the end of the exhibit and they were closing, like just as I was about to say something to that person and see if they were army, they started making the announcement that they were going to close. And so we had to go, but uh, yeah, (laughs) but I could tell, I could tell there was like, they needed a moment alone and they were kind of waiting for us to leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were going to have a moment of reverence all by themselves. (laughs) That was the vibe. Fair. Well, now we are in the thick of summer and we have what may well be the song of the summer out. Oh, <laughs> definitely. And wow, I my favorite uh, meme this morning was the one that said that, yeah, seven's going to be a song about uh, BTS members and ARMY. <laughs> sure it is. It's actually not. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it could be, but thing. like plot twist upon plot twist if it is. Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so let's talk about the song. Okay. Let's get everyone's hot take on the song. So who wants to go first? 
I'll jump in. Okay. So I think I might've heard it last out of the group because um, I had plans that night and normally I'm available when things drop and that night I wasn't. So I made an intentional choice to like avoid all chat, all social media. And I just, cause I wanted to go in just like raw and experience it. And I chose to do it through the music video first, rather than listening to the song. And we will talk about this. For me, the music video didn't quite land and we can talk about why. And so as I was watching the music video, I was trying to listen to the song, but I was getting distracted by the music video. So I finished and I was like, huh, I don't know how I feel right now. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go just listen to the song. So I wouldn't just listen to the song. And I was like, now I feel great. So I realized it was a song. I love the song. And then we can talk about the music video in a little bit. And I feel like they're very separate experiences. Mm-hmm. I had almost the exact same experience where I just happened to be up late and realized that it was going to be like on YouTube in two minutes. So I was like, well, obviously I'm going to watch it. And I didn't love the video. And then I was like, okay, so I'll just listen to it. And it's, it's a bop. I want to listen to it all the time. I want to listen to all the versions all the time, both the explicit and the clean. It is so fun. And now sitting with the music video a little bit, it's very JK. So I'm like, okay, like I, I see your little smirks and, you know, like just who you are in this. And I'm going to hold on to those things rather than sort of holding on to the video as a whole, which left me wanting something else. Yeah, I watched the video twice. The first time I was looking for Easter eggs, <laughs> trying to see if there are like any other members or like any nods like to anyone else. Um, what struck me the most about the music video was Lotto's part in it which was amazing and her verse her rap in it is just off the rails I love it so much but after watching the music video twice what really struck me was just the song um and I just really focused on that and it is a summer bop it any version you want to play is great I think it is the most surprising (laughs) that like baby star candy came out with this song if you would have given me Jimin coming out of this song I'm like okay yeah you give me Namjoon coming out of this song sure but this explicit and this in your face I was like wow they took a chance and I mean the song landed for that chance so with that I'm like really excited about it yeah I think that this is a rebranding in a way kind of like exactly one year ago today Jack in the Box and more were for J-Hope um, just coming out as a fully grown up performer, you know, separate from the young kid that was growing up in chapter one uh, and establishing that new look and sound and everything and new voice. <laughs> um, and in case anybody's wondering, I think we we danced it ar- around it a little bit, but I think what landed a little off for some of us, or I think maybe for all of us with the music video, and I, I was thinking this is something that comes up in K-dramas quite a lot too, which is just that that trope of the relentless pursuit. Uh, you keep getting rejected, but you just keep wearing that person down until they finally accept you again. And that comes up a lot in K-dramas. And it's, it, it is, from our perspective and from a 
Western perspective and maybe from other perspectives too, an unhealthy <laughs> relationship situation. And so I think that that rubbed us the wrong way, even though for me, there were still a lot of things I loved about it. I thought it was hilarious, especially the, the coffin scene and all that stuff was just so funny. And JK was so hilarious. And I thought that Han Sohee was gorgeous and her facial expressions and everything. She was so funny. The It was a sumptuous music video with the, all the gorgeous scenes with the water and the chandelier and and it was very rich that way but it was just the the, the toxic relationship stuff I think that was hard on on a lot of us and other people have noticed it too so I'm happy to spend time with the toxic part of it but I'll say that I felt like that was handled enough tongue-in-cheek and I felt like the like Han Sohee's character had enough agency of mostly just being annoyed I mean I definitely see it and I acknowledge it and when I hear people talking about it, I'm like yeah that is definitely a part of it I think for me, some of it was just, it was an interesting choice because I felt like the song commits to a certain POV, especially if we're going into the explicit, like we are a grown man fucking seven days a week. You know, we got Lato talking about changing the sheet seven days, you know, like, you know, we're going in. And I mean, the video is doing the clean version, but it just felt like a funny to me, like tonal shift of like, he's not owning that confidence and that sexuality. It's kind of putting it into a different space. And some people have liked it. Some people have been like, I found that to be endearing and cute. For me, I was just being jarred by like, the song is very much, this is fun and we're getting down or whatever. And then in the video, he's like, I'm chasing you. And so it kind of like reduces his power, which could be very fun for some women too, to see that. For me, I was just like totally, it felt like the music video was trying to play it safer in some way and go for laughs instead of ha- like centering. Not that the whole thing had to be like a heavy, serious, sexy song. It's not. I felt like they've tried to do both basically be like, this is fun and safe and palatable and it's sexy and edgy. And honestly, I think it probably has succeeded for the market. It just, for my taste, it probably didn't land as hard as I wanted it to. That's exactly it. Like the song is so fun and he's celebrating sex, which amen, please do. Then don't make the person that you're having sex with seven days a week run away from you. That doesn't make sense to my brain. To be honestly, it was really triggering to have him like show up outside the train. I was like, no, we don't do that. Like that is not okay. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy it. Like both things can be true at the same time. Like I can see the toxicity and enjoy JK, you know, being goofy, but it's just didn't match. I saw on in the comments somewhere that someone mentioned that possibly this was his take on a parasocial relationship. And I thought that that was really interesting because she's like the idol and he is the one having the parasocial relationship, following around, begging for attention and under that lens and it just kind of made me think oh that's kind of hysterical that's what they were alluding to you know what I mean like that okay I can see that because we know with parasocial relationships sometimes it does get very serious that and also as we talked as Tanya was saying earlier about the k-drama trope of you know just wearing somebody down I mean that could be a possibility that part I agree that really didn't annoy me not to me, I didn't have like a hot take where I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. But I did think that it didn't match up with what the song was actually about. Um, it was more cutesy. And I kind of wonder if they did that because the lyrics are so shocking. And for the golden machine to come out with like these very explicit shocking lyrics that we needed, like 
to tone it down a little bit because I mean, I've seen him be hotter dancing to Black Swan. I've seen him really tear it up on like the Busan concert. So I just wonder like what the idea was and it's fine. It's doesn't bother me. Like I said, my favorite part is the funeral scene. I think it's hysterical, but also Lato just brings it and it's fan. She looks great, by the way. She looks fantastic in that video. So anyway, that's just my take. I thought it was interesting that someone mentioned parasocial relationships. And I thought, yeah, that could be it because we do sometimes just follow our idol around. Yeah. And that in the whole fantasy space with your idol is seven days a week. I mean, it's a constant running thing every single day. So that actually makes a lot of sense of it. Even if it's an alternate interpretation, I really like it. I'm going to say I don't. And here's why. <laughs> and I feel like I'm being like such a buzzkill. And this isn't to say that I think you're wrong. And I'm trying to like come in and be like, no, no. And think like me or anything like that. I think for me, the parasocial take on it feels much less fun in this context with JK, seeing that he's been like essentially what I would consider to be the fun and harmless part where he's inviting it in for like those Weverse marathon sessions where I think it's like a mutual. But then we've also seen this like escalation and like direct stalking behavior for JK where people are like showing up at the house or at his gym and things like that. And so just for him specifically, I don't think that he's leaning into it because I don't think that part probably feels particular and it doesn't feel like an eye rolling fun where at the end he's going to hold your hand and run away. So I, I honestly just don't think that that's probably the case. I like, I do like playing around with things and who cares, like, you know, anything can kind of be anything when you have art and you can layer on meaning and take what you want out of it. So I certainly don't want to like take that away, but I just wanted to like share that was kind of where I like hearing that immediately I was like oh I just thought about like those doorbell ringings and like you know him being like please don't come to my house and you know all that kind of stuff I mean I will say whatever his idea was I mean if that's his idea of a good week I mean I'd be tired I'm like good for you energizer bunny but that's a lot of work (laughs) seven days a week I mean that's fine good for you I'm so happy for you and I'm so happy for army but like who the content content is hot it is and he keeps it so play and this is the beauty of jk for me is that things that could feel ick in different spaces just haven't felt it coming off of him like when you even said like it would hit different if it was namjoon or god forbid jimin like if i had jimin doing this i don't think i could live in this world anymore i think it would just and i mean like it just hits totally different but what if it's jk i'm like you're gonna fuck seven days a week, but then you're gonna sing some karaoke and you're gonna do some push-ups and you're gonna have some ice cream, and then you're gonna do it again on like another mattress. And it's all in good fun and everyone's consenting and everyone's, I mean, look, he's kissing someone's waist to ease their mind. What a way, what a good partner coming home being like, you've had a hard day. Let me let me just get in there and like make some good times happen. And it just feels very if a golden retriever can be sexy. That's JK. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but also I just want to put out in the atmosphere that at some point there's going to be a comeback. And some point they probably all will join in and sing this song. And I just need sugar to sing the bridge of this. Okay. Yunki, Yunki will never. <laughs> this is not no. going to happen. <laughs> he's he's been growling on tour. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think he really, he goes fade to black more than any of the other members. <laughs> He's going to um, just stand there with his hand over his mouth and his eyes really wide. Like, I can't believe this is happening. 
it is going to be fun to see. I mean, we got to see another thing that was fun was seeing how the members react. If we want to talk to that, it's always fun when somebody puts out solo who does respond. Tanya, you got to have a moment of Hobie coming out of military hibernation. Yes, he came out briefly uh, for the recent Esquire photos and also uh, today for the first anniversary of Jack in the Box. And if he and yesterday, I think it was he posted the Spotify screen of the explicit version of the song. So, yeah, he and uh, who else did that? Was it Namjoon? Yeah, Namjoon did. So they're 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 on board. For the new JK, grown up JK. I'm not a baby JK. <laughs> yeah, I love that he showed up for this release because I know that he he always always does when he can. That I'm not a baby JK, but also let me boost this song by on Spotify in a ball pit. Okay, sounds great. Let me um, ride in this tiny little car while I jump in a ball pit. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Whiplash for sure. Duality on full display. <laughs> Does anyone um, want to talk about uh, V's cute promo that he did in his stories? Yeah, his little like playing cards. The cards, that was so cute. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. In case you don't know, I guess I'll explain what happened, but he showed a, like a couple of the playing cards and there was the Jack and the King, which was K, and then there was the Seven card and he had them mm-hmm. just kind of opened and fanned. And it was a fun, because at first I, the first click, I like, I was like, ah. Oh, he's playing cards okay like on brand (laughs) and then i like clicked it again and was like that's pretty fun were they all the same suit i didn't i don't know if they were the same suit or not i don't remember i don't remember let me check yeah so did did jen hop on to say something about the song Um, we we didn't hear anything from jen or yoongi right or jimin no i don't think so not yet no. So those not online yeah. although jimin is in new york yeah and um you know i'm gonna make a strong suspicion that he's there to do some sort of collab but he did not show up like he was not part of the good morning america you know we didn't see him showing support like he did for you know other members like we don't really know where he is or what he's doing and we'll find out i have mm-hmm. i did see there's no details attached to it it's somewhat credible that basically they were both seen at a brewery so it was brand, it was sold as not a club but more of like an older man brewery <laughs> and they were both spotted there together with a camera crew oh interesting Ooh. jimin is such a tease we're still waiting for tony montana come on <laughs> oh we'll be what waiting you- for tony montana until we die like I, I i'm think, afraid yeah. at this point we're not never getting tony montana again we would have never again uh, we would have never thought about it if the man himself hadn't suggested exactly. it exactly that's why he's a tease exactly what did you all think of the performance video that dropped for us this morning i have like i guess not big thoughts but in my opinion if that's what they would have dropped on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central or 9 p.m. Pacific time for me, I would have been very satisfied with that as a music video with the pushback that Lato wasn't it. Lato wasn't in it. Other than that, like I like to watch the dancing. I like to watch him just be himself. I also really like the GMA performance of this song. It was really good. And by the way, I'm sure most People listening to this podcast probably know by now, but GMA, his GMA performance had to be canceled because of weather. 
Um, there was lightning and rain in New York City. And so they had to evacuate the Central Park area where he was performing. So he basically performed it as like almost like a sound check, which was fine. And it's great. And it sounded great. But um, I did like the performance video. I thought it was great. I mean, I would have been satisfied with that. But you know, like I'm kind of like Leah, pizza's pizza, right? Like what, whatever you're, whatever you're putting out there, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'll take it. I like his hand gestures. I think that, you know, the song, he plays around physically, not over the top, but with some of the more overt sexualism of the song, you know, he doesn't get, there has been some off chat debates of like how much would have been too much to lean into that. Honestly, I think whatever he's comfortable with is what I will take, but he seemed to like set what felt good to him or what felt good to his team more probably. And, you know, there's a little bit of like the hand coming in like a way that's quite suggestive. There's some of the like hip thrusts going on. And so, yeah, I mean, like you kind of get the point. And then I did appreciate that when Lotto had her part, he kind of walks over for a water break, but does the lip smack kind of gulp right at she does and it just it's a fun sexy little nod to like really amplify that moment which is a hot moment in the song it really is playful just like you said before everything about his approach to this is kind of uh just playful and as he often says he's an uncomplicated person and i feel like that that just really comes across with the song both of the videos it's just it's uncomplicated fun pretty straightforward you know and and sexy and grown up and I think he so he landed the whole thing in that way I kind of get a gin vibe from him almost sometimes this is what he wants us to see so he put out this really explicit sexy song for the summer and then he put out this video this is the part of him that he is allowing us to see um and we might never know you know, it's fun and it's playful and it's very on brand for him. And that's fantastic. Um, but I think that also this might be kind of how we've discussed Jin in the past. where like, we get BTS Jin. And when he played video games for nine hours or whatever, that's when we actually got Jin Jin, right? Like we actually got like who Jin really is as a person. So when you said that, Tanya, it made me think about that. Like this whole playful side, the way that he did this music video, the way that he did the performance video, this song you know, this might just be the part that he's allowing us to see. And that's great. He did a great job and I love it. And I can respect that, you know, he does need to hold some things private. I mean, you know, he goes on, he's working out on Weaver's Live or taking a nap, you know, whatever it is, I'll take that too. But yeah, it just, the video makes me think a little bit more. um, And I pause for it a little bit more thinking about him and his personality. And I think, look, at the end of the day, he didn't write this song. This is not like the song of his heart. And so this is a song he agreed to sing. And this is a song that he feels like is on brand for him. And he, you know, he agreed to do it, but it's hitting differently than it is. It's like, this isn't like face off or, you know, amygdala or wildflower or more, you know, these songs that like the, and, and this is not to diminish it. My point being that clearly his team and company are looking to like how to position him you know they're looking at all the different members and seeing and they're really like obviously jk they've been like he is going to go for the like we are going western market here (laughs) like we are going full english song we are going quite sexier than we've ever gone before um this is not going to be the music for like the kids to be listening to with like their parents or whatever this is not permission to dance and 
he's not going to become Lotto the second at this point, you know, like we're not going like so explicit and like leaning into that sexuality so hard. So I think it's honestly interesting marketing that's worked well, where he's gotten to have his cake and eat it too, where there's this grown song. It's really explicit. It's got everyone talking, everyone talking. It's hit Spotify number. It's broken like every record for like the fastest number ones. It's crushing it. And a lot of it's because it's a fun song. A lot of it's because it's like, holy shit, it's sex and sex sells always. <laughs> and so like they were able to get all of that and then put out these vehicles that come with it that also aren't giving people these big icks or feeling like too sexy, you know? So everyone can be like, oh, it's still playful JK, even though we still have him talking about getting ridden or riding. <laughs> he was talking about the tiny car, Leah, on the Spotify channel, okay? That's what he's talking about, duh. <laughs> Look, if I was going to brand it like how Hive has, we have gotten to see charming new sides of Jungkook. <laughs> Seven days a week. <laughs> Exploring fun new views insides of himself. And I hope ARMY enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> they make it sound like a, what is it, a Mickey Mouse Club episode or something. <laughs> like it's I get so gaslit. I feel like I'm gaslit by BTS yes. every other day. I'm gaslit. Right. By it's fine. What you said about the charting, I did write down a couple of things before we hopped on here. It's the fastest song in history to reach number one on iTunes in 100 countries. It did that in 2.5 hours after it went live. It debuts at number one on global Spotify with almost 16 million streams. It's like 15.995. And it breaks the record for the biggest um, opening day for a collab in the platform hi platform's history. And then in four hours, there were over 10 million YouTube views of this video. Yeah, I think we're at like today when I sent it to someone, we were like past 35 million. So, I mean, it's doing its job. Yeah. And here's the other thing is it's also really doing its job because there's still a whole album to come. <gasps> and so this is like also very much, if you are a company that likes money, you are going to be, <laughs> he just brought, he just opened up his whole fan base even more. And there's going to be so many more people listening to him from like the Lotto fan group or just the world who's like, oh, I didn't realize this. And then we're going to be like, and there's an album coming. I love how you said, if you're a company that likes money. <laughs> <laughs> well, because sometimes, you know, in the past, I think obviously the company only ever likes money, but you know, it's the joke when you see like how Jack in the box and we're like, did you just not like money that we couldn't have albums? Like what's happening? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll say it till I die. I'm, yeah. I'm really hoping that when he comes back from enlistment, we're going to get a whole renaissance of that again. Like we're just going to have more stuff come out. That would be great. I'm sure he has more I'm sure he has more material that we haven't heard that's going to do that, but I'm really hoping that they do like a reissue or a re-release or something because I just feel like physical copies of that would be fantastic. He, and he said in his uh, Army Day letter that he's already planning like the plan, you know, and he's, he's a planner. He's, he's got his whole thing charted out already. You know it. So yeah, I'm excited to see what comes and I'm sure that we'll have physicals this time. <laughs> yeah. And besides all the memes, I just want to let you guys know that as I was scrolling this morning, this song uh, just got the Cardi B seal of approval. So she did share it. So there you go. Expect to see more collabs, more like Western collabs on the album to come. I've been wondering pretty strongly if there's going to be a Jimin JK collab that's going to be coming too. 
because that seems like it could be part of what makes sense for what they're doing in New York. But we'll see. Look, and the days are going fast. Like, I cannot believe we are in the middle of July right now. I don't know what's happening. But the good part of that means that as time seems to be accelerating and I'm a little bit like, are we on like a fast forward button? October is going to be hitting soon. And then we're in that one year countdown for J-Hope, which is not going to be. So I mean, as much as we're going to have everyone else enlisting, you know, I feel like the fact that we've gotten over that one year, one year hump with Jin now, really, that was a nice boulder to get over. Once we get over the Hobie boulder, that will feel good. I also, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but I, there's part of me that's like, are we just getting like the bop of summer busted out? And then like next week, it's going to be like, this is big hit music. Notice on our- Monday. There, like here we go. I know that, that Namjoon's hair is sure getting short. <laughs> he said it wasn't for the military, but I don't. Oh, he did. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He, I, somewhere he captioned like this isn't for the military, oh, okay. but you have to go at some point, right? Yeah. Like this is what we're some. I don't know. I'm just embracing the moment as it comes, and That's we'll hard. deal with Namjoon leaving when I have to. So the, the fact that he posted that picture from what's the name of the town where Hobie's space is, Wanju? He a fan said that that there was the the signs on the building and they said June, but apparently that building is in Wanju and it ma- and it made a lot of people think, oh, he went to visit Hobie because remember Jin said Hobie, J Hope, it's your turn to get the next member ready when it's time for them to enlist. I got you ready. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be your turn. So anyway, that's the theory right now. I will say that someone on TikTok did a kind of deep dive into Namjoon's hairstyles. And sometimes he cuts his hair like this when there's a comeback. So they're wondering if he cut his hair because he's going to release something else. Oh, that album or something that he's been talking about for a while. Yeah. And he's been posting so many studio pictures. Clearly there's something big going on. That's true. Mm-hmm. And just a moment of silent appreciation for the people who are analyzing the RM's hairstyles. Like what? Army scientists always hard at work. <laughs> I love that for Army. Yeah, that right. Venn diagram that we got the other day, Tanya's like, I'm putting this in my office. <laughs> we'll share that one before yeah, we go, which is basically, you know how Venn diagram is like, you know, the circles in, and then like the overlock. And so it was it was about fuck. And so it was basically every member who's used fuck in a song at this point. And so it was literally and figuratively. (laughs) And so in the figurative bucket, we had Suga, we had Chimin, and then in the- Hobie and Hobie. And Hobie. (laughs) And in the inter- yes, because Hobie's not, has not gone literally either. (laughs) And then in the uh, crossover space, we have Namjoon. He has literally and (laughs) figuratively played around with the term fuck. Over in straight literal, we have JK. (laughs) So the only time he's ever used the word is in actual relation to the sexual act. And then there was the not enough data for Taehyung and Jin, who have just not used the word in a song at all. There's nothing like Jungkook content for meme generation. I mean, nothing like it. (laughs) You can always count on ARMY. Yeah, he is the most memeable human and even though i think he's you know we've talked before we're all ot7 but you know we have biases and things but i've always had him as he's not my bias or bias wrecker but he is my favorite (laughs) i like that (laughs) everyone every one of them is our favorite in their own way in their own way yeah but like he really is the most memeable my favorite one right now is when he's in like casket and it's like 
Namjoon's here in shorts and he like opens it up and like looks up and just like every time it just makes me laugh every time I see it um and the other one too when they released the teaser for the video in the chandelier film they put Hobie when he was dressed as the mom from House of Army and it's just I it's so the memes are just so good this week they're too many to count awesome job army for real this may be known as the golden age of uh, JK memes <laughs> And then there's the list of like each of their solos. So it's like, you know, Jimin was like existential examination of my life in COVID. Suga being like talking about like societal barriers. And it was like the Christmas. <laughs> and then JK was fucking. <laughs> oh yeah. Hobie's was like my like evolution as an artist. Like they were all like these different concepts. Then we get to Christmas and then fucking. <laughs> it's just too good. It's just too good. Yeah, a very talented, very multifaceted, yet surprisingly uncomplicated person. Yeah, it's lovely, actually. Really lovely. <laughs> I love it when people are are smart and funny and uncomplicated. <laughs> well, yeah. we have someone in our group who needs to catch a plane. So do we have any final thoughts that we want to share? I really like the song. To it. It's so, fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Stream it. I think... It makes me the only person we have not heard from is Young, And I am so curious because JK, this is the sound I expected from JK. I expected a sound that sounded like this. That didn't surprise me. The fact that like everyone was joking, like, oh, watch this be really sexy. And I was like, ha ha. And I was like, wait, no, it really, really is. That was a big surprise. And now, you know, we have one member yet who has not done any official solo for themselves not as part of a movie or something like that and i'm really curious yeah me too i'm ready for it yeah yeah I want it's to gonna him. be exciting like no matter what it is his visuals are just like off the chart he posted this morning to his instagram actual grid tanya put in stories the best collab is taehyung in paris hands down the best collab bts could ever do because he looks stunning so when he, his solo, I wonder if he's just going to look stunning the whole time. Just visual, visual. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be really unique, whatever. Because he, he, he's unique. His style is unique. His voice is unique. It's going to be different and amazing for sure. I think my final thought is just not very brilliant or anything. It's just that I'm really enjoying each one of them as they unveil their personas and watching how they're developing their their personas and their voices as uh, independent artists. It's just, it's amazing to watch. That's all. What hiatus? Right. <laughs> no such thing. No such thing. Oh my gosh. We're on a hiatus? What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> August and August D. Sugar Yunki is still touring. So, yeah. you know, that that's still happening. Yeah. So much for learning Korean, right? <laughs> I don't even have time to catch up on videos. Right. Yeah. We will back this month with the book the bts yes. so much to talk yeah. about oh my gosh already and i'm only a third of the way through i read it in one night <laughs> <laughs> that's great i know you did that's great a wild dog <laughs> oh, i love it i love it i'm <laughs> i'm i'm reading the chapters and listening to the albums uh, yes, at the same time which i love yeah which you know it doesn't matter how you do it there's no better way it's just that i uh, yeah i've been traveling and so that's been the only way i could do it but i i'm really enjoying doing that and forcing myself to do it that way i'm learning so much about the songs oh my gosh i appreciate it so much more now all right everybody well 
uh, we have like again, we have a member who needs to catch a plane. So uh, shall we just go ahead and say our favorite word? <laughs> Boring. 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 <laughs> Till next Bye. time. <laughs> Bye everyone. Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Great. Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon Delight, K-Drama Deep Dives from three romance authors with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. 